I would use my intuition. I would use that kind of whisper in my ear to help the parents that I worked with and also the children. Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries and normalize the supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of our universe. If you have an unusual knowledge or unique story you'd like to share, reach out to me at supernormalized at proton.me. Let's make the supernatural the new normal. Today, we have on the show Michelle Henderson, who is a psychic medium of uh, many, many years, has also written a book on assisting children with um, gaining powers with their intuition through uh, breathing techniques and drama techniques. And yeah, it's been a pleasure to um, talk to her today. And you'll find in this uh, show all of her understanding about how that all works and how um, her experiences in the past led her to becoming a psychic medium, spiritual advisor, and speaker. So, dear listener, I truly appreciate the com- your company on this audio journey. And if you're enjoying Supernormalized, I kindly ask for your support. Please pick up your podcast app and uh, pop it open right now and give us five stars to let the world know and those computer algorithms know that um, this is a conversation that you'd love to share. So if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate your support. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Supernormalized, Michelle Henderson. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you on the show, Michelle. And um, so you're in Texas right now, and um, it's been a lovely day for you. It's been oh, a yes. very early day for me still. I'm mean, still waking up. It was very hard to get up because I was like, oh, I just want to sleep in for once. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> But here I am, and uh, we're getting into this today. Now, we were just talking before we started about um, your origin story and how you came to discover your intuitive abilities. What happened there for you, and when did this happen? Oh, my goodness. You know, I we could always start, you know, when I was a youngster, <laughs> which is pretty much whenever it did start. So whenever I was younger, and I would say probably about six or seven, I could yeah. feel something in the room, you know, I could feel that energy. I couldn't see it, but I could feel the energy and I knew I was not alone. And, you know, at night, that's the worst feeling that you can have as a child. So I did not want to sleep alone. I wanted my mom in the room with me. I, many times I, I did, I slept in my brother's room on the floor. (laughs) So, and, um, and I also could feel, um, other people's feelings Mm. and their emotions. So I found out it was an empath that way. Um, but I was told to, you know, be quiet because that was all evil. That was nothing we needed to look into. Okay. Um, coming from a Christian background. Yes. And and then whenever I was 20, about, about 20, 22, I started having visitations in my home. Like Spirit was saying, you know what? You need to come work with us. And I could hear the voices. You know, at first yeah. I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I you know, don't like we all do when we hear the voices, <laughs> right, from an yeah. entity. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. but but this was actually actually external this time. I could hear them like they were in my living room, and I could hear like a TV being lowered. I could hear them, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. They mm. were having a conversation. Okay. And of course, I thought the devil was coming after me. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. And and then I could feel them coming closer to my room. And when I was sleeping at that time, then they shook my bed. I mean, they actually shook my bed to wake me up. Yes. And I said, and I closed my eye, you know, covered my eyes on my head. And I said, you're scaring me. And at that time, I could feel someone soothing me by mm. rubbing the back of my neck. Yes. And, and I, that's when I thought, okay, I'm safe. Yes. Um, but afterwards, 
you know, I went to my minister, I went to friends. And of course, you know, my minister, though, was so wonderful. She said, you know what, Michelle, if you don't want to connect in with spirit at this time or have any connection with them, it's nothing evil. Just tell them to go away. And that's exactly what I did. And so years later that, I mean, I still could feel people, you know, spirits around me, but they never really bothered me as much as they did back then until I gave them permission. And when I was ready to work with them. Yeah. Right. How long did it take for you to get that, uh, or would you say courage up to be able to open to that? Um, I want to say, gosh, and I hate to say this though, but about 10 years, because really I I had a psychic medium that was helping me work with my gifts Mm -hmm. and kind of understanding what was going on. And because I had that knowledge and I knew that I was in control, that's what kind of helped me not be afraid of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I, I have spirits work with me as well, and I've been doing it for quite a long time as as well. And I, I have them joke with me sometimes. And one of the things they like doing yeah. instead of to get my attention is they'll actually make me hear my alarm for my phone the wrong times, and I wake up going, "I know it's not that time. Just can you stop it? Yeah. You know." Yeah, don't you love it? And you know what? And I love that type of humor that they and they do that. Now, um, and you know, whenever, especially when you're needing it, or they'll actually hide some items in your house when you're trying to find something and then you'll find it and you go on, okay, one there before. I knew I know there's a um a trickster among me right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. But needless to say, you know, I have been in um haunted houses before and that energy is so different than yeah. what i work with right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm certain there is trickster's energy or trickster energy around fairly mm-hmm. often for pretty much everyone i mean people would you know um be wise to get more uh, of an understanding across these sort of things because then it actually makes more more sense of the world you know and right you know, right. my, my, my wife works with um, people with healing and so she knows when trickster energy is around and she's got to banish <laughs> it quite often and and sometimes yeah. we've got to, you know, do other works like, you know, put, put barriers around the house and do prayers. Mm-hmm. We actually do specific prayers to to um, to actually you know, blast them away because, you know, we don't need them around. Right. They, don't, they don't help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're just interfering. Yeah, absolutely. And after I do readings, and I do a, a lot of my readings online, And so I really have to, um, like you said, uh, like you sage or to clear the environment, the energy. So, and I always say, you know what, I'm done working. I don't want you around. I don't want anybody talking to me because they will disturb you because they're they're like anybody else. They want your attention. Like, I want to get that message to my friend or to my loved one. (laughs) It's like, not right now. Well, it, it's, yeah, it's like they know you've got they've got an ear here and they can talk into it, and so they, they do they do <laughs> have a go. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. So you've been doing this for um, how many years now? Now, professionally, I've done it. This is my fourth year. Fourth year. Um, wow. but I have used it. Needless to say, because I was in education, I would use my intuition. I would use that kind of whisper in my ear to help the parents that I worked with and also the children. So it was kind of like a spiritual experience just to kind of give me that intuitiveness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you, you know, and when you work with parents, they get emotional. I mean, I do too as a parent. And so, especially at a public school system, if you're working with special ed, um, you know, they get really emotional and I've learned how to kind of get my calming energy passed on to somebody else's energy to calm them down. And so I was able to do that Mm -hmm. and just send them that love energy. Yeah, yeah, yes. So you were working as a normal person doing normal things, and um, during that <laughs> ten years, giving them the cold shoulder. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, over that ten-year period, what what actually made you think, oh, maybe I should actually start listening to them? And you know, oh, I love that question um, because you know, and it's so interesting that spirit kind of moves you along. Uh, the mm. universe says, okay, when it's time, it's time. Um, I had what we call job burnout. 
I was so burned out. And yes. at the same time, my intuition was really picking up mm -hmm. and I could tell that I was getting more irritated with, you know, uh, not loving things and not peaceful um, things. And I thought, you know what, I think it's time. And I really felt drawn to it. I feel, oh, felt like right. it was a calling yes, uh, like anything else. And so I told my husband, I said, you know what, I think it's time for me to retire from education and look what's ahead of the spiritual realm. Mm. And he said, absolutely go for it. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I just, I just love the support because, you know, to me, the energy in the house is so much better when you have all the support yes. and that he's not afraid of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It works when everybody's in accord with the understanding of mm -hmm. how these things work and, Right. And can support each other within them as well. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm I'm lucky to actually have that in my life as well with my wife and um, the work she does with people with healing. And so she understands that everything that I say about spirits and and to me right. all this stuff is normal and it has been for a very long time. So when we met, it was like, oh yeah, somebody that understands. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and you, yeah, and when people, it's so interesting too because whenever my friends and um, everybody else found out I was doing this professionally, mm. you know, it's so interesting. You don't know the people that are normal per se that really believe in it. And I call them the sunglass people, you know, <laughs> where they're, <laughs> where they go in for reading like and they've got a hat and they've got the sunglasses yeah. on, a Don't disguise on. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I was yeah. here, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. but, you know, the more I've dove into it, the more I'm really finding out the supernatural, the un, un things that you don't really know that's out there. There is more out there than what we know and what we realize. Because I've met people who, you know, have made contacts with the aliens and yes. who, you know, um, had or contact with them on a consistent basis. Those are their guiding people, you know, they're mm -hmm. uh, on their team. So I have, I have learned so much since I've been in this business. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I, one of my friends actually talks about, um, the way the world is and uh he he makes a point of saying that you know we've got it pretty much upside down there's not spirits visiting us we're actually swimming in a bowl like a soup of spirits all the time the difference right. is is when you actually tune in by changing your own frequency towards reception Absolutely. of that information and uh right. that makes perfect sense to me and <laughs> Yeah. And well, and I'll tell you something else that I've done that and talk about frequency. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, and you know, the, the strongest thing I've ever had is wine, right? Yes. Wine. So uh, my spiritual teacher started doing the sacred medicine with yes. a shaman. Yes. And I, th and you know, and I was really, like I said, I was drawn to it. I felt like the plants were actually calling me, mm. you know, like any other type of spirit. And so, and this was back in February of this year. And I thought, well, okay, I'm still learning. I'm going to do this, see what happens. And it, it went awaska. It was another plant medicine. And my frequency and my energy went out of this roof. Wow. And I mean, when I say, <laughs> I say out of this roof, it, it's literally true. My, yes. I actually um, ascended a little bit. I left my body. Mm -hmm. And I saw what, you know, what was, is considered a source and I knew it was the source. It was like a yellow, you know, almost like the sun. And I, I could tell I was in a di totally different universe and I was seeing different entities, you know, in the clouds, or I don't know what you call those, mm -hmm. but, but before that I was really healed through um, my cells with all my ancestral um, beliefs that my ancestors have, you know, placed in my DNA and my cells. Yes. And um, I was healed that way. And yeah. ever since then, uh, my energy has just stayed up and I just feel um, healed and even more spiritual, I guess you could say. Mm, yeah, I think there's a lot of important work to be done with people when it comes to um, ancestral lineage healing. That's a huge yes. thing because we don't know all of the contracts and karmic contracts and um, self-deception contracts and um, basically spirit contracts people have built up over time through all of our DNA. We've got no right. idea. And so yeah. uh, so clearing a lot of that stuff really does help for tuning up. And you've obviously experienced that. And 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my wife actually does that with people, so I'm very impressed. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and my husband said, "You're doing what?" <laughs> and I said, "I know it's not normal, but it seems like a lot of people that is beginning to uh, peak. You know, I think a lot of people are becoming more interested in it. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of people yeah. um, are feeling this big change. I think that we're all going through, and they're mm-hmm. starting to realize that. Um, the spiritual is moving into the material. That's the way I see right. it. It's like we're getting more in tune with the spiritual while being in the material. And as part of that, then obviously people start waking up because you yeah. know before then we're in a different sort of dream and now the dream is different again. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's becoming more integrated as one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And, so and to, yeah, you, you go, you go. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just going to say, it's almost like the matrix. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Like are you are you going to take yeah? Are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? Are you going yeah. to go to sacred medicine or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've just been reading a book that sort of uh, uncovers a lot of that from many different angles called Gnosis by um, Tom Montok, and it's um, really really good. But it's a bit, mm-hmm. I'd say syrup and syrupy in the in the amount of information. It's it's really thick and really hard to get through at times, um, and it's also very revealing. Uh, but yeah, lots of interesting things in there. So. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, you were working in this, and um, you founded a um, IASIS learning oh. center, um, right? And worked as a nonprofit organization that aimed to teach children social skills through the use of drama techniques. Obviously, you must have integrated some of your intuitive work with that somehow. What was going on there? Oh, absolutely loved it. And I, you know, and I found out too, working with a lot of uh, children under the autism spectrum, that they are very in tune themselves. (laughs) And it was fascinating. And what what I did was IASIS Learning Center. So they use their imagination to create uh, video clips. And back then, and this was, gosh, before we had the, we had green screens, but not everybody had the technology to use it. And so with these kids, we would do social skills and they would create sometimes I said, okay, on different days, you can create your own little skit. And they absolutely love doing that. And they could see themselves on the TV. They could be anywhere. And of course, they're all into science mainly. (laughs) And so we, yeah. So, so I just felt like very connected in with these kids Mm. because, you know, the, the strategies that I used, I got to see who they truly were. And not better way than anything creative, because when you bring in that creativity, they bring down that anxiety and they just right. love it. They love showing who they are. Yes, 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 yes. Because it, um, it maybe um, seeing themselves in another space, put them in a third yes. person aspect and that allowed them to be more free. Right. And and what's really interesting, just, you know, on the side note, working with children with autism, yeah. the lower functioning children who, when I say low functioning, just not verbal, okay, nonverbal, okay. they would kind of look off in the distance. And I always do, and they would start laughing. And I'd be going, who are you talking to? Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew they could see somebody. You know, yeah. and I could feel the energy in the room mm. and I'm going they're They're seeing somebody that is playing with them. Very so interesting. Yeah. Did they ever tell right. you? Well, they could. Well, they couldn't because they be being nonverbal. Yes. Right. You know, they, yeah. They, but in they, other ways, um, like drawing or anything like that or. No, no, uh-uh. yeah. no, because okay. many, many of them couldn't even hold a pencil or draw oh, or whatever. Okay. So, um, but no, I never really got an answer. They would kind of come back and just kind of, you know, okay, it's right, time to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. yeah, yeah. But I also, uh, what, whenever they would have a uh, temper tantrum, mm-hmm. many times I would calm them down by my thoughts. Okay. I would say, okay. you know, get in my thought with my energy, calm down. It's going to be okay. And I could see the child calming down. So I don't know what the research is behind telepathy, but I, I definitely believe in that. Right. Right. So it's like a, um, uh, would you say like empathic spiritual laying yeah. of hands to transmit energy to right. calm the systems. Very right. Cool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were led to write a book called The uh, Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children, training parents to embrace and enhance their psychic abilities. 
What spurned that for you? What made you go, oh. I've got to write this book now because yes. you've had so <laughs> many experiences of this and how to actually bring it through. How'd that come together? Absol absolutely. And, you know, it's so interesting because they always say that during meditation is where you get a lot of downloads. You get a lot of thoughts because yeah. your thoughts have slowed down and you get the best ideas. And so whenever, whenever I was uh, going through training, how to... Uh, be more specific in my skills as a psychic. Um, I met so many people that went through the same experience that they were shut down as a child when they had this intuitive gift. And I thought, you know what, I went through that and I don't want our kids in the future to go through that as well. Mm. I want to be able to help these parents not be afraid of it, to, but to embrace it. And then I thought to myself, I'm always a child advocate. <laughs> I might as well do this too, because <laughs> yeah. I've worked with so many, you know, with kids for so many years and I did home training with parents. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought I could do the same thing with, with intuitive children. So mm -hmm. I went ahead and everything I learned how to um, tune into my gift as a psychic medium, as an adult, what I did is a lot of those exercises. I brought that down for a child to be able to do. So the book really encompasses a lot of exercises that a child can use to be able to, you know, um, embrace their intuitiveness, make it stronger. Or if they decide not to use it at that time, they can go back, say, you know what, this is normal, normal, yes. <laughs> especially for me. Yeah. And um, I can come back to it later. And uh so you've had a lot of success with working with children with doing that. And is there any technique that you could share with us today, like a, just even a simple technique that um, is one of the, the whole toolkit that you use? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I can do that, but I also want to explain what the number one thing I love yeah, sure. is whenever, oh yeah. Whenever the parents first contact me, the same question, should I be afraid of this? You know, and, and I go through, you know, talk to them about, is your child afraid? Um, what's going on? And many times they go, you know what? When I was a child, I was intuitive as well. And I was scared of it because I was told to be scared of it. Mm -hmm. So helping the parents embrace it and give them knowledge, that really has helped. Mm -hmm. But the breathing techniques to me in the book really helps because when a child you know, starts feeling an entity, especially as they get older and they know that, you know, there might be some scaredness or they watch a scary movie and they're going, okay, you know, that horrible entity is after me. They stop breathing. I mean, it's almost like we all do when we get scared, yes. but if they breathe into it and start thinking, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. So if you get a what's called a Hoberman spear, it's a toy. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, um, those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. The kids love it. But mm. it's also a visualization that whenever you breathe in, you make the ball bigger. And then when you breathe out, you make the ball smaller. Yes. And it helps them control their breathing. Mm. And then they say, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm good as they're doing it. Yeah. And, and it really makes them feel like they're in control. And then there's another thing I want to talk about as well in the room. If they feel like, you know, there's entities in the room where they can feel them and they're trying to go to sleep and they don't want to play and they're, but they may not be afraid of it. Um, spray like a sage spray really helps them and the, have the kid do it. Okay. Right. And yeah, spray is a little, is a lot, but yes, yeah, so that they feel like they're in control yeah. and they can spray it all in their room. It smells really good for yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they can say, you know what, go spirit, you know, go spirits. I can say a little prayer and say, I'm ready to go to sleep. And then that way, yes, they feel like they are in control. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. That's a really good way to actually work with those things and those spirits. And now it, how does this affect your faith, though? I mean, you've, you've come a long way with this information and you've written a book for children. And um, obviously, you've, you still um, have a faith with, with God and your connection to God. And how does this all affect your faith as you go on? It, it has actually made it stronger. Stronger. Excellent. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. And, and people are really surprised, but I still go to church. I, you know, I still read the Bible, <laughs> yeah. but my faith is so much stronger because I feel like, you know, and because my Jesus, you know, the one that, mm. and I feel like I have a great relationship with Jesus is a loving Jesus is a mm. loving God. Okay. Yes. And, and the universe is loving. And, um, I don't, and I know I'm not doing anything wrong. And I know that sometimes my ego will get in the way and I don't think it's faith. I think it's more of the fear that comes in. And then I'm going, you know what? God has woken me up to do this so that I can help other people find the faith and find the guidance in their life that they need. And when I say faith, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking more of their spiritual pathway. Yeah, right, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with the children and working with their parents, with their understanding of how this all works, um, is there any effective communication strategies that parents can use to connect with and support their intuitive children as they grow up in this? Because often we, as you said, and, and also mm -hmm. notice yourself, we all get usually shut down on this path. And I, mm -hmm. I know that happened for me. Um, because right. I was trying to explain what was happening for me to my own parents. They're like, what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is this, <laughs> you know? So, um, right. But, right. Um, and then as a course, you know, you, you want to be normal. So you just try right. and stop Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But that and, also, and you know, yeah, yeah, that causes a rift in ourselves, you know, because we mm -hmm. do discard a part of ourselves to make other people feel comfortable. And that's Absolutely. not necessary really in the end, if people were, more understanding. So yeah, could you please go ahead with your, what you're going to say there? Absolutely. And I like the word, we need to throw that out normal. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing normal anymore. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. And there never has been anything that's normal. Yeah, it's just so. society. We try to find, you know, what is normal, but you know, we need to throw that word out. But what the first thing that parents need to do is to listen to their child yes. without judgment, without saying what, you know, not making a face, even in your energy, because your child can feel your energy. Don't be afraid. If you become afraid, put it aside and say, I need to listen to my child and see what they have to say mm. and really listen to it and say, you know what, you know, and find out if they're afraid. If not, you know, embrace it and say, well, what can I do to help you? If they're afraid, you know, what you need to do is find somebody that can help your child be unafraid. You can help them as well. But knowledge is the most important thing for both the parents and for the child. And I love what you said. As they get older, if they're teenagers and they're not accepted fully, yes. they're going to start dabbing into more of the lower energy stuff. And, yeah. and really in drugs and alcohol, and you're going to, uh, a lot of times they'll be depressed because they're not able to show their true selves. That's right. And, um, but if you say, you know what, I accept you for who you are and let's see what we can do. Even a 16 year old, many times, if they want to, you know, do any type of healing and God has given them that and they're what they're feeling called to it, allow them to do it. Mm, exactly yeah yeah because yeah. that self-expression needs to be nurtured because uh mm -hmm. really it's a part of us we all have it it's sort of like if you think about it as if we were wild animals we just know things that are around us and 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 how to work with the world but you know in being encouraged to live in this lifestyle of being human um we suppress a lot of that connection to that you know innate animal intuition and this is what right. I think a part of this is, is this innate animal intuition, which is connection to spirits and everything that are around as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, encouragement of that and rather than suppression is definitely um, the best way to go for us to become whole, spiritual and uh, material beings at the same time. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So in your experience, what are the, some of the uh, misconceptions and misunderstandings that uh, people often have about intuitive children and how can they be addressed? And how can they what? How can they be? How can they be addressed? Oh, how can they be addressed? Okay, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times, whenever you know children, especially in the in the education, whenever a parent says my child is being very sensitive, you know, a lot of times doctors will diagnose them with some type of ADHD with a yes. lot of hyperactivity, you know, or or again with anxiety or social anxiety, and a lot of our empaths, a lot of our children that are in tune will have 
anxiety because they're feeling it all this energy until they can actually deal with it. So the, you know, physicians, what they want to do is put your child on medicine. So what, what the parents need to do is look at it from all different perspectives. Now, sometimes a child does need medicine, depending upon the situation. So I don't want to go there, you know, say, don't put your child on medicine. Sometimes there's a situation where you need to, but as a parent, you need to look at all sides. Well, what else is going on? And really, that's when you listen to your child. What else is going on with you? Why are you feeling this social anxiety? Why do you get social anxiety when you go to the mall versus whenever you're just with a small group? Why is there a difference? And so just start asking questions. And, um, and a lot of times, yeah, it just may be energy related, but just ask the questions and do your research and don't just go with one diagnosis. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's this, it has to be a holistic understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Can you explain how drama techniques um, effectively enhance social skills um, development in children? Absolutely. And I, I love this question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is good too, with children that are intuitive and that are shy and they don't know how to re- really voice their, their opinion. So drama is excellent because they can play different characters, okay, and kind of feel how other characters are feeling and kind of work with those emotions. And a lot of times, whenever, you know, like if you have a character that's angry, and then, you know, you play in a play and you're, you know, acting as an angry person. And then whenever you're feeling something angry, you're feeling anger, and you're going, I'm not why should I be angry when I haven't been in a situation to make me angry? That must be some type of energy from somebody else. Those are not my feelings. That's somebody else. So that kind of helps them identify feelings. And another one is spontaneous language. So whenever you give them, you know, like I'll say, you know, you play um, Sally, you play Tom and y'all talk about, just have a conversation about going to the mall and, um, without giving them a script Mm. or what, or they interview each other without a script. So it really is that spontaneous language, not being afraid of what somebody's going to say next. And Mm. you're ready to dive in and, and, and say exactly what you're feeling next. It also gives you that voice. You know, I'm going to speak up. It just gives you that confidence, you know, being the actor. Yeah, right, right. Just stepping into yourself in a different way so that you are. Right. Um, yeah, brought right. forward, brought forward. I get it. I get it. Okay. So um, what motivated you to pursue certification as a spiritual advisor, psychic, and medium? It must have must have been quite a path to get to that. And then you pursued the certification. How did you do that? And, uh, Absolutely. So I got my certificate through Lisa Williams International School of Development. Okay. And yes. it was a nine month program. And yeah, it was pretty intense. We met like twice a week. Absolutely loved it. The reason why I feel like I needed to get certified through Lisa Williams is because as a teacher, <laughs> you know, I was constantly going, well, are you certified to teach? And and to me, that just tells people that I am willing to take classes and really tune into my skill, not meaning that, you know, it comes naturally. Sometimes you can get better at something and also you can communicate with better. You have your ethics as well. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing that I learned is through ethics, how to really give value to your customers, what you need to say, how you can help them and become a better psychic medium. So that's why I pursued it. After the training, what we had to do, we had to go and meet with Lisa as a group and we had to read three different people that we didn't know, you know, cold readings and um, they had to rate us. And then after that is when we get certified. So, and yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. So we so had to get tested. Yeah, right. very. So it's a good way to 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 see that you are tuning in accurately and uh, yeah, proof. Right. Really. Right. Okay. And proof saying yes, I can go on. <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> but, but to you and already. To me, before, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And well, and it's interesting how your skills change. Right. You know, you don't know from because I I started out doing, you know, uh, drawing and stuff. And now my information comes so quickly, I don't need to do that anymore. 
Right. When you say drawing, was that like spirit drawing? I mean, how did that work? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So I would do a, what I would say, because you can't do a real drawing in 30 minutes. So it's a likeness drawing. And what that did for me, it would open, I would stop thinking, you know, because that fear would come in. What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? And so I would listen to spirit, the loved one, and they would tell me what color hair they had, what they wanted me to put on their face and the information they wanted me to tell their loved one. And that really opened up my, my mind because I wasn't thinking about failure it just kind of is, it's kind of a way, like when you're driving in a car, you're not thinking, you know, you're, um, I know it's kind of scary. You're not really dri- thinking about where you're driving, but your mind wanders off. That's the yes. same thing with drawing is that you you can do multiple, multiple things and open up at the same time. It sounds a lot like uh, remote viewing, but instead of remote viewing a place or a scene, you're actually remote viewing a person that's, uh, a dearly lover that has passed. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So yeah. now you've changed that into, um, instead of being a drawing into maybe even a uh, dialogue or, uh, right. Or in a movie where you can talk with them. Absolutely. And it comes so fast now that the drawing kind of gets in the way, but, oh. but I can also do that afterwards. But yeah, but yeah it slowed me down after a while. I'll go, okay, let's mm. go ahead and not have that. And I don't need that anymore. Yeah. So when people come through for you, do they come through as um, audio or audio and visual at the same time or, yeah, how clear? It really depends on the spirit. It, I know that sounds strange. The very shy people that were here on earth, if they were their characteristic, they were really shy. Sometimes they'll just do feelings. I can feel what they want me to say. Okay. Right. Then the ones that are real talkative, oh my goodness, the- yeah. They'll start talking and sometimes they talk too fast and I have to tell them, can you slow down so I can understand what you are saying? Yes. And then, so, and then sometimes I'll have all three, I'll have the visions, you know, I'll have, you know, a, like a little, um, re, like you said, a little movie in my head going on yes. and I always tell them, I don't know what this means, but they're showing me like a lake with a fire. What does that mean to you? Yeah, that kind of right. thing. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like impressions that they needed to get across. Right. 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 I've, I've had spirits sometimes visit and uh, make their um, impressions that they're trying to get across, come across, um, first of all, as an identity thing where they'd come along and, and they have like a smell, you know, as grandma would turn right. up and you're like, whoa, oh, that's grandma's here, you know? <laughs> And I love that when that right. happens, you know what I mean? So, so, uh, so yeah, so you do the smell. So yeah, I, yeah, usually they don't, I don't do the smelling one, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Oh, it's not always, but that's just sometimes, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, and I, I even sometimes smell the trickster spirits and they always smell like sulfur and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. when that, that happens to me, I'm like, I, I'm going to go, okay, time to call on Mary. <laughs> absolutely but you know and what what what's frustrating sometimes is a lot of times spirit will communicate with the things i understand so whenever i interpret it it won't you know the part the person i'm reading for won't understand it or they'll have what we call psychic amnesia you know because they get so emotional and they just they can't you know and i had one lady at at a fair one time come back hours later and she goes oh my gosh i finally figured out what you were talking about (laughs) it took time to sink in yes yes exactly (laughs) i'm going oh because it was so strong i'm going i know that information was right but what's happening but yeah (laughs) and that's what happens a lot of times yeah 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 so can you share any personal experiences or milestones from your journey as a psychic and um, medium in your development? Oh, milestones. Abs- well, absolutely. <laughs> and I think I think the milestones with me is the number one thing was not being afraid anymore. Mm. You know, once I reached that milestone of no more am I going to be afraid, everything's going to work out. And I would say, gosh, maybe a year into my training. You right. know, and um, and accepting it and going, I'm going to be OK. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's how we learn from it. And maybe spirit that may, maybe spirits teaching me something. So um, I think that was the number one milestone is just getting over that fear mm-hmm. and also not being a people pleaser. OK, <laughs> because, yes. How did that play out in your story? And when it came oh my to gosh. Um, working I, with I people? Have, 
I have always been a people pleaser. And I think being an educator, you know, a lot of teachers are people pleasers. I, you know, and, you know, that's just something I developed probably as a child. But as you get older, and I think this goes with age as well, um, you get to a point where, you know what, I don't have much time here left on earth. Why should I care what people believe, you know, in me? What, yeah, uh, right. you know, because for one thing, I think I thought, oh, they're always thinking of me. They're going to, they're going to think I'm awful. They don't even think about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> conversation or they don't think twice about you. They yes. have their own life. And I finally figured that out. And I went, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. We're all and, just as busy as each other. And uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. And I think that, and, um, yeah, you yeah. go ahead. You go. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and if they really, truly, am disappointed in me, then yes. they don't need to be in my life. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I totally understand that. And um, yeah, I think that um, we do do the people pleasing thing for uh, quite a while until we realize that it actually doesn't benefit us because we're not living our yeah. truth. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So what does being a light worker mean to you and how has that influenced your life? and all of your work? Um, And I think a light worker, and that can mean so many things, because whenever I do the psychic readings, I feel like, yeah, I'm a psychic medium, but I'm actually healing the person in front of me. And being a light worker is just helping whoever you can, being a good influence, be authentic, um, and changing the world for a better, you know, better energy and a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, being the light for everybody, almost like being the lighthouse, you know, as I call it, have people come to you for the healing. And if they feel that energy, those are the ones that need your healing. Right. The most. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the people that are actually uh, naturally drawn to you for work, um, you know, spirits tap them on the shoulder too. And sometimes they turn up yeah. and they're not even sure why they're there. So exactly. It's, sometimes it's your job to stand there and go, okay, what have we got to tell them? <laughs> yeah. And, and really being a light worker, I think it has increased my faith in spirituality. Yeah. Right. Right. And, right. and yeah, I can understand that. I mean, yeah. I think this connection to spirit and working with spirit in such a way so that it is to the benefit of the people around you, it's only natural that it's going to enhance your faith because you're building a stronger faith in the positivity of change. In your time with working with people, you've probably come across a few of your stories of those experiences of helping people that have been really surprising or amazing where you walked away going, oh, wow, that was a huge one. Um, and that that huge change for them, you got to see them change in their lives because of the information you pulled through. Do you have anything like that that's not too revealing about those people and uh, but is a, is, a, is a good story that you can relate so people can understand the power of intuitive work? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've got two I can share with. I mean, oh, nice. probably more than that, but ones that really, and you know, it's, it's whenever I read for people, it's not the ones that understand everything I'm saying and go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that kind of thing. It's the ones that are hard, you know, that, right. you know, you finally got through that wall, <laughs> you know, that they put up. Um, but yeah, so this, um, uh, a couple, when I first started out, um, I actually brought over, I had a lady sit in front of me and she goes, oh, I don't care who you bring over. I want you to do mediumship, you know? And so I started describing who I was bringing over and I could tell her body started stiff, you know, getting really tight and stiff and her, I mean, her demeanor, she got white (laughs) as a ghost. And she goes, I know who this is. And I went, okay. Uh, She goes, that's my stepdad. And I said, oh. do you want me not to connect with him? I can say, go away. <laughs> and she <laughs> goes, no, I want to know what he has to say. And I mean, she kept looking at me like I was him and yes. that she was going to come across the table and I'm going, ooh, <laughs> and I'm sweating. So, so I told her exactly what he was saying and, and, um, and she almost started crying on me and she goes, okay, mm-hmm. let me ask him a question. She has, so she asked a question. Yes. And she's taking a deep breath at the very end and, and, you know, not smiling. I'm going, oh my gosh, is she going to be okay? And she, she looked up and she said, thank you so much. I was needing that. Mm. 
And you could just tell that she was drained. I mean, it was only a 30 minute reading, but she was drained emotionally, but something in the reading really healed her yeah. um, because she, her mom was uh, close to dying and she was just needing some type of uh, confirmation and she got it. Um, all right. The second one that I want to tell you about was actually about a haunting that a person had. Okay. okay. In other words, she had an entity who was haunting her. Yep. And um, so whenever she came, you know, I was going, okay, I've got this guy who works in your office and, you know, are used to knows where you work. And I said, he was an advertisement. And she's going, no, no, that doesn't sound familiar at all. And I'm writing everything down. And it's a very strong connection. And I said, for some reason, he's telling me that he knows where you work. And he loves to see you work. And I said, maybe it's somebody from your office that you've picked up. And she goes, no, that can't be anybody. So then I started, I said, okay, I'm going to let him go. I said, is there anybody else? So I was able to connect with someone that she knew. This is the one that came two hours later. Oh. <laughs> and she said, I told my friend that works with me about what you said about this guy. And we figured out who it was. And so it was a client whose husband that came into the office with her a couple of times committed suicide oh. and, and was connected in with this office for some reason and would not leave this office area. Oh. And so he attached her to my client. And so my client kind of is in the holistic field. And she said, okay, now I know that I have him with me. I'm going to get him to disconnect from me. So, so that's the first time I've ever had a, a spirit haunting somebody. And I didn't feel like it was a scary spirit. He was yes. a very nice guy. It just, he attached mm. himself to her and she didn't want that attachment. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, yeah. I, sometimes spirit attachments um, can turn out like that. I, I had um, one that was a, um, what would you call it? Like people would say it's like more like a possession where it, it stepped in a little bit and it was influencing me. And I'm like, oh no, this isn't good. Ooh, <laughs> but right. I, got, I had to right. beat that one out and I had some help with that and I got that one out. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, they do do that. They will actually haunt you and they will, they can, they can haunt you. I mean, it, it, it's not, not anything to be afraid of anything. It's no. just, it's just, yeah. The, the way things are so yeah yeah it's almost like you know somebody that keeps coming into your life yes <laughs> and you're going man they're back and then yeah. you push them back out so it's almost the same thing and they, to me you know when we say we speak to dead people they're not dead people they're no, alive no, no, they're more alive right. than we are <laughs> yeah yeah and just in a different way <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah absolutely yeah. So um, around this point in the podcast, I usually ask people if they have any tips on working with them, um, the world as it is right now, because we are going through a lot of changes and it's quite unusual. And, uh, you know, you, you probably have your own ways in the world. And uh, is there anything that you could share with people that actually would help them to get through all of these intense times? Absolutely. Self-care is number one. Yeah. You've got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of who you are, speak your truth and know you're going to be okay. Think of the gratitude, the positive, you know, things that, and of course don't watch the news, but, <laughs> but self-care is the number one thing that really needs to take place during yeah. a difficult time. When you start feeling that tense come, come up, Either, you know, do something that you love to do so that you can say, you know what, I have passion for life. It's going to be okay. And a new day is a new day. I'm my own artist. I can create my canvas in any way that I want to. Excellent. Excellent. That's that's a very good summary. Thank you so much for uh, for that. And um, thank You're you welcome. so much for coming on to Supernormalize, Michelle. That was uh, a blast. Now, you also have your own podcast as well, which is Michelle's Inspiration Hour. Um, where can people find that one? Is that on all the podcast um, apps? It is. It is actually. So it's on YouTube, Instagram, and also Facebook. Oh, and I made a separate one for that as well. Okay. And where else can yeah. people find you? Um, what I mainly do is send them to my website, yeah. which is www.michellehendersonmedium.com. Excellent. Okay. So I'll place all that information in the show notes as well and um, okay. help other people to find you. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for your 
um, kind words and beautiful information today that you've shared. I'm sure everyone's going to get some good um, tips and ideas out of that. And then um, also if people need to um, find out more about your book, they can actually get that linked also through the the show notes as well. I'll place place a link in there for that. And um, yeah, thank you for your time, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. Was it long enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's long enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry yeah. i answer those questions very quickly <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it's good to be very clear and succinct i think <laughs> yeah it helps going through that drama program where you spontaneously and you know exactly what you're going to say <laughs> yeah yeah just just pops out that's great that's great that's right all thank right. you and stay warm i will thank you all right okay <laughs> you thank cool you. down <laughs> okay all right. all right bye bye for now well it was a pleasure to have Michelle on today and she had some really good tips there for um, working with um, children and encouraging their intuitive abilities and um, I think everyone could benefit from that because I know as a child I was quite suppressed when it came to my skills and my understanding my connections with spirits and angels and um, fairies and everything and to me I think that's quite normal um, to um, to have that sort of connection and uh yeah if you encourage that then maybe a lot of kids wouldn't go through the teen angst years where they don't feel connected to the world thank you so much for listening today and if you have anything that you'd like to share on the show um either a healing modality um a means of living in the world or an understanding that you'd like to share please reach out to me at supernormalized at proton.me and uh i look forward to you coming back and listening to the show next week All right, bye for now.